Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. This week, we are throwing the book at you (laughs) in so many different ways. This is going to be a really fun show. With all the snow this week in so many areas, I know we certainly had it here in North Carolina. They had it in Tennessee and uh, those some of you are just used to it. (laughs) We, uh, Jerry and I, have assembled a bit of a book that we're going to talk about what do I do when I need to get a tow? What do I do when I'm stuck in the ice? And and all those kind of things. Jerry, this is a – people are out of their comfort zone, and it's hard to know what to do in emergency situations yeah, You like know, this. you get in – you know, the snow brings on such a crisis for so many people on the roadways, and making those decisions, knowing what to do in advance, can save a lot of uh, frustration, uh, heartache, and financially save you some money. Yeah, we're going to hope – all those things as well. And not only for you, because you may know some of the stuff, but to rehearse it mentally with people in your family, people that may not always be so prepared because when they find themselves in that situation, all of a sudden there's decisions have to happen immediately. And to have thought through some of the stuff ahead of time is extremely helpful. So we're going to give you a book along those lines. But this week, as I often do, since I had a little extra snow time in my house, (laughs) I have uh, a lot of estrogen and that my, <laughs> I have my granddaughter living with me and my daughter, daughters and my wife. And so nobody had school. And, and so I had this extra quiet time this morning. And you know what happens with Robbie if he gets to pondering too much? <laughs> and I started pondering, what was God's relationship with Adam after the fall in Genesis? What, you know, after he left the garden, what was that like between Adam and God? And I couldn't help but think of some cool stuff like, you know, Adam had to know Enoch pretty good. I mean, they were definitely contemporary. Adam didn't live 930 years. And and so before Enoch went up with God, not long before Enoch went up with God is when Adam died. But he knew, I mean, they lived together a couple hundred years. So I could see some of that stuff. And as I was looking at all this stuff that was chronicled there in Genesis, I thought, wow, look how careful God was to chronicle all these people. Even Cain, who, you know, was certainly a disappointment, I'm sure, and, and a lot of aspects for killing his brother Abel, but still, there was a lot of stuff about him, and I began to wonder about these books that are mentioned in Revelation 20. What about those books that are going to be opened? The Lamb's Book of Life is obviously one of them, but I thought, hey, I'll bet God's been chronicling all this stuff in Robbie's life. So can you imagine with me for a minute the books that have your name in there, times that you believed God, and it was credited to you as righteousness, even more so he did something amazing because you believed him. And so I'm asking today, when we open up the books, what might be one of those stories in your life where you believed, where you believe what God said, and he did something amazing through you? 866-348-7884 is the number to call in, 866 866- three, four truth. We would love to hear that story of when you believed and you walked out in faith when it didn't seem to make sense. We have a soundbite. I was getting ready for going to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention next week. 
and I often get highlights from my last year's show. Well, this sound when this one came out, I said, "Man, this lady here, she got something from God, and she believes." So let's listen to what this sounds like when you believe what God is telling you. As I was driving, I didn't have a seatbelt on, and as I approached the stop sign, a young male voice, a very soft male voice, like an angelus, said to me, put on your seatbelt. Tell me, because where did this come from? And before I knew it, I felt my hand coming back to be put on the wheel, my seatbelt was on. I just took a right, and I was going slowly down the road, and next thing I know, 40 seconds later, I lost control of my car. There was a man who had just passed me, and next thing I know, I had to make a decision whether to crash into a rock on the right or to the left, and I would be into a 40-foot ditch. I was able to steer the car into the, to the right rock, and if I didn't have my seatbelt on, I probably would have been through the front window. Wow. So you can see she had <laughs> she had that moment where she could believe that voice to put on her seatbelt, and she did, and God did something amazing. And, and think about this with me. Not only did God do something amazing for her, she then had the courage to call 866-348-7884 and share that so you could be encouraged in it, so that I could be encouraged in it. I've got a few more of those soundbots highlights from last year's where people believed God, but we need to add your highlight. That's the one that's going to encourage me. I know when I get it, and it's going to encourage all our listeners. Call us with your story. When did you believe God? 866-348-7884. There's a book being made, right, Jerry? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, at, at, at Pinedale, we're doing a, a 40-day devotion book, and part of it is your story. You know, your story is specific to you, and your story definitely, no matter how minor it may seem, no matter how insignificant it may be, you know what, that's your story, and that's God's story with you, how God touched you. You know, just like the woman put, you know, hearing God say, you know, the voice to put the seatbelt on. I mean, we, we sit there so many times think, well, was that coincidental, you know what, or is that just God? Yeah, so, again, your story can encourage so many people. Please call us. With yours, 866-348-7884 is a number to call in, 866-34-TRUTH. And speaking of books, well, like the Bible, the God gave us you know a book to navigate life. Well, people get a book when they buy a car from their manufacturer. It's called an owner's manual, and that owner's manual is often overlooked. Well, we have a wonderful link at christiancarguy.com now where anybody, I don't care, I'm, I listed Every manufacturer that I could think of, and then some, where you could owner, order your owner's manual, and often they're terribly inexpensive, just a dollar or two, and then you'll have the source material, which we're going to go into what all that is, but all that's at ChristianCarGuy.com. And then coming up at the end of the show, in our appraisal by the real black book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. I have a few stories myself of when I believed God. He gave me some interesting instructions, and in following those, I got a chance to see how cool God is when it was actually quite terrifying at the time, and I'm going to share those coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. By all means, check all this out at our website, ChristianCarGuy.com is the name of the website, the Jesus Labor Love Free Car Repair Labor Single Moms widows, families in crisis, all these owner's manual links, and we got so much more coming at you. We have got a, a couple callers coming in. We got Dwayne is in 
Seattle. He stepped out in faith. I'm very anxious to hear this. Dwayne, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm excited now. <laughs> Praise his holy name. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you one of several. Okay. Yeah, the good Lord has blessed me with several. But uh, what it was, um, I had a daughter. My daughter was premature born. She was born at one pound, 14 ounces. And so we took her home. and then, But she had lost some pounds. But we took her home. And my wife was, uh, she had a better job than I had. I closed down my uh, my TV shop so she could work, and I would stay home with the baby. And so we had to sterilize all the bottles because uh, she was uh, susceptible to uh, infection, if anything. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I put the bottles on the stove, and 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 uh, she was laying on the bed, and she was laughing and playing, and I didn't mean to, to fall asleep. But I did. Oh. And these are plastic bottles. And I could hear her playing. Now all of a sudden there came a voice like I'd never heard. It wasn't it wasn't a voice outside, it was I don't know if it was inside my mind, but it was the most beautiful voice I'd ever heard with love and all it said was, Wake up. And I sat straight up because I was so startled and the the apartment was full of smoke. And so I opened the windows and, and, and put the pot uh, in the bathroom and t- turned on the fan. But I, there, was, there was the voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I knew, I knew you, th- that it, they were out there. Dwayne, what a blessing. Yes, he's what real. a blessing that God, yeah. and I know it, I, it. You know, I've heard that voice, and oh. uh, it is the most beautiful voice there is. God bless you. Hey, Dwayne, one question. How old is your daughter, and how is she doing? Oh, she's uh, she's thirty one now. She graduated uh, cum laude from Seattle Pacific <laughs> University. <laughs> All right. Just... Well, well, let, well, let me give it one caveat. All right. Okay. I tell her that story to agnosium. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Because you, she can see that God's working in her life, and those stories mean a lot. I'm, I, they mean them to my children as well, Dwayne. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing today. God bless you. God bless you. All right. We got Phyllis isn't well. We got Phyllis in Hendersonville and we got Diane in Ames, Iowa coming up. They both stepped out in faith. We're going to hear their stories when we come back. So you got to stay tuned. I know I'm going to stay tuned. Hopefully they'll be on. We got stories and we got the book on what to do when your car stuck in the snow. Owner's manuals. Oh, man, we got stuff for you today. So all kind of excitement. Yeah. Stay tuned. Call us with your story. 866-348-7884. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations When did you believe? That's what we're asking today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and we may just find that in the books coming up. We got books on weather. We got books on owner's manual. But most of all, we want to hear your story of when you heard that voice, when you stepped out in faith, and what did God do when you believed? We've got Phyllis is in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Phyllis, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. 
What have you got for us? program, and I want to tell you about the time I did not believe I heard God's voice. Oh. I had a brand new car that <clears throat> my son had bought for me, and I went uh, to buy some apples in Hendersonville, and uh, <clears throat> as I parked, there was there were so many cars up front that I had to park on the side of the property by a fence. So I parked there, and I heard a voice. I thought it was my mind, and it, it said, don't park there. Move it. And I said, oh, I'm in a hurry. I'm okay. I checked it out. I was fine. So I went and bought some apples, and I heard a crash behind me, and I knew it was my car. A woman had backed out of her parking place and hit the side of my brand new car. Oh, wow. And after that, as I thought about the situation, I knew that it was God talking to me, and I didn't pay attention, so believe me, when I hear his voice again, (laughs) I do pay attention because he is a wonderful, merciful God. Phyllis, that is extremely powerful. And, and I'm so grateful for your courage to call and tell us that today. That, that encourages me tremendously that next time I hear it, <laughs> obedience is the key. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank that is you. awesome. Yeah, the, those are the stories that, you know. But we, we, I've got Diane is in Ames, Iowa. We're going to get to her in just a second. But, Jerry, we got to talk a little bit about what happens when you're stuck in the snow. When you got a car in the situation when the weather's getting bad, one thing I want to bring out real quickly, you got to get that car gone off the side of the road quickly because the plows are coming through and you don't have the time you normally would. So time is of the essence is when you break down in weather like this. Yeah, and you know, so many people think that if a vehicle breaks down, they got 24, 48 hours before they have to move it. But if bad weather's moving in, law enforcement is going to move that vehicle as soon as they come up on it. They're going to call to get it moved. And- you know, the thing is that that if you're there and you break down, just get it taken care of right then. Don't assume anything. And if you're going to leave the vehicle to go get gas or something, put a note on there. And if you have a cell phone, put on that note your cell number. So if law enforcement rolls up on it, they can call you to make sure you're coming right back. If not, they're going to have that vehicle towed. Yeah, because the plows are coming through and it's got to be moved. We got Diane is in Ames, Iowa. She's been hanging on a long time for us, Diane. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? Well, I have two you can choose. One, when I was delivered from smoking cigarettes, and then the other was when a young lady went home to the Lord after uh, Well, I bet God's put one of those on your heart real strong, so tell us that one. Well, the young lady was uh, a young lady that I worked with uh, as a rehab counselor in the state of Iowa, and we... um, I hardly ever saw her, but she worked in the uh, quality assurance area, but she was a very nice person. And one day, uh, we all, every once in a while, would hear uh, the um, secretary saying, uh, well, Mary is uh, sick again in the hospital. So uh, one time, uh, I would go to uh, uh, Wednesday night Bible services in Des Moines, and um, uh, we were uh, being taught about being uh, saved. Uh, you know, how to pray for our salvation and everything. And so um, 
you know, I, I learned it. Uh, I, I learned that, and then um, one day it just occurred to me because the secretaries, the, you know, how secretaries are in their pool as you walk by, they can hear them talking. So then they were saying, "Oh, well, Mary's back in the hospital again." Well, um, we, we kind of learned about being anointed with the Holy Spirit and all. So when I got to um, church one Wednesday night, I, I asked them to pray with me because I wanted to go and see a young lady that was very kind to me all the time, and, and then I wanted to see her if she would be saved, uh, healed. And so um, they said, yeah, we lay hands on you. And so they laid hands on me. <laughs> and I had my little, uh, my little bottle of uh, anointing oil. And one young lady also said, I'll go with you, Diane. And this was after 5 o'clock at night. All right. But we went there, and the secretarial, you know, on that on the floor, usually they, they turn the lights out for the patients to be able to rest. I came, we went up to the one light where the nurse was, and they was very strong. And she said, it's right there at the end of the corner, and you'll see it kind of crack, and you'll see the um, light. In the uh, Diane, I, I didn't hear that. So the light was off, and then what happened? No, the way down, the light in the hallway was off, but you could see this little crack of the door being open at the end of the hall was her room. Okay. So we just go down, uh, told us to go down to the end of the room, hall, hallway. So we go down, and I just tapped on the door as I opened it. I said, Mary, Mary, it's Diane. And uh, she was kind of uh, turned toward the window, and she kind of turned her head toward me. And she was just a little frail thing. And she says, well, hi, Diane. I said, hi, Mary. I said, Mary, I brought my friend with me, and I said, we're going to anoint you with, uh, the, uh, with the, uh, God's holy oil, and um." We are going to hope and pray that you will be healed. So she said, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> we well, we're going to, can we pray for you? So she says, yes, you can pray. So we laid hands on her. We anointed her with oil, and we asked the Lord to heal her. And uh, we felt like she, she received, and, um, and we went back to the church the next Wednesday and told them how great things had gone for us. And about in some kind of way, the Lord just let uh, uh, that memory just go leave me. And oh, Diana, ago. that music means we got to go to a break. But you anointed her with oil, and then what happened? What happened was when we found out that she was um, she had passed away. So I was asking going to the ladies' room, and I ran to the ladies' room. I just ran. I mean, uh, knees high. Oh, well, we're going to catch, we're going to pick it up when, when from that running to the ladies' room. When we get back, we need to hear your story. Call us, 866-34-TRUTH. talking about <laughs> do we believe today on the christian car guy show and we've had some amazing stories of people who have stepped out on faith we're talking about throwing a book at people what's it going to say in the book about your story about your life when you stepped out in faith and believed god and uh, we've got a few other books we got what to do when your car is stuck in the snow and what needs a tow and how about owner's manuals and we got an amazing 
appraisal by the Real Black Book coming up. But first, we got a situation where Diane, when we left our hero, she was running to the restroom. I can hear and- <laughs> the feet down the hall. I can hear them running. <laughs> we got to find out what happened, Diane. Uh, you, you ran to the restroom, then what happened? When I ran into the restroom, I ran to the last stall. It was, believe it or not, I was the only one there, but that didn't matter. Because I got into that stall, and I was saying, Lord, I thought you had healed her. You had healed her. And he said to me, I wanted her saved. My hand went down, and I walked back to that office like a zombie because he said it so plain. The the critical situation was that the real healing, right? That yes, is sir. that is so powerful, Diane. Wow. Wow, what a story. <laughs> yeah, praise God. That is awesome. You believed. And you, you, yes. you were obedient to go, and he healed in ways that are way more miraculous. So when we get to heaven, uh, we'll get to see Mary, as, as the case may be. God bless you, Diane. Thank you for calling in. That is so awesome. I appreciate awesome. you. He also re- he took me out for cigarettes. Yeah, (laughs) and he gave you the courage to call in and share that story with a lot of folks who need to hear from him today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Well, Jerry, we got to talk about keys. We got so many other things, but we got all these calls. I'm very excited about. So I'm going to just go back. Yeah, let's just go back to the phone. I mean, (laughs) we got Shielda is in Raleigh, North Carolina. I guess North Carolina. Shielda, you've been hanging on a long time. I hope you're still with us. Can you hear me in Raleigh, Shielda? She may have she may have left us, but we got David is in Richmond, Virginia. We need your call, 866-348-7884. David, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, always a great program. Oh, I just am so thrilled to hear these stories. It's just, that's the stuff that, that we get to hear that God does just blesses everybody. Right. David, okay, tell us um, what you got. Of 85, I went up to the hospital for something. I don't know, remember what, but they took a chest x ray and they told me I had emphysema. And I was having a major problem breathing. Uh, this is 1985. On March the 12th, 1986, I told the Lord, if you don't live me from these cigarettes, I'm not going to be here much longer. Wow. So he delivered me instantly. I had no withdrawal, no psychological withdrawal, no physical withdrawal. I had smoked for 28 years. This coming March the 12th will be 29 years I've been without a cigarette. How about the emphysema? Oh, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) It cleared up. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting that that Diane a minute ago was going to talk about her delivery from from cigarettes. And and actually, I have a story of being delivered from cigarettes myself, which is completely different. God well, took mud and put it on my <laughs> tongue. <laughs> but that is so cool, David. God bless really? you. That is awesome. Yes, sir. Same to you all. I appreciate you calling in so much. God okay. bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, we do have Shielda back in Raleigh, and she held on for so long. We're going to put her on. Shielda, we are excited to hear your story. Um. Yes. I hope we don't lose connection. Good morning, everybody. God bless. Thank you. Well, I... I've been blessed with so many stories, and the one that um, stands out the most is that mine is real quick. Um, I had an incident over 15 or 20 years ago where I was blessed way before that with uh, God using me to pray for people. And I was praying um, 
for people for a long time and they were getting healed from different things. So anyway, um, one day my pastor came by that I had back then and he, uh, came to check on me because I was having my problems. And anyway, um, he said my head been hurting all day because I told him that the Lord had told me in, um, small voice I could hear in my head that I'm supposed to pray for people on Sunday and whoever I prayed for, they were going to be delivered and they were going to be healed. So he said, well, my head's been hurting all day. Would you pray for me? Wow. So I prayed for him, and his headache immediately left. Praise God. And he said, I have took everything. I prayed, and it would never go. He said, you are going to be able to pray for people Sunday. And when he got to church on Sunday, he said, because I know God has told you that, because my head is not hurting anymore. So when I got to church on Sunday, um, I was just full of joy because God was just telling me, that lady right there, she's coming out of that wheelchair. She's not going, she doesn't know it, but she's already healed, and she's not going to have to worry about walking that wheelchair because she's coming out of it today. And I said, I just looked over at her, and I just laughed. So anyway, um, when Pastor told him what happened and told me to come up, and everybody that wanted to get prayed for, come up and get prayed for. So I prayed for everybody, and People were feeling better, and they was getting blessed by God. And um, I got to her and prayed for her, and um, everybody was looking for her to get up and walk, but she didn't go right then. And I just said, well, you know, you're healed, but you just got to realize it yourself. God said it, and I know it's going to happen. So he said it's going to happen today. So anyway, when uh, we got ready to leave, it was on the uh, first Sunday, and we had our Holy Communion. And when we went out, like you go to the Mount of Olives, when everybody was going out, they felt like, well, she didn't get healed. She is not walking. Well, as soon as she got to the door, she put, got up out of that seat, that wheelchair, <laughs> and walked. Hallelujah. And she walked every since for about four or five years, I heard. So praise God. Now there, God there. Oh yeah, yeah. God yeah. can. He didn't tell her take up her wheelchair and walk, but he said she will walk, and she did walk high, and she walked for a long time. And and the the wonderful thing about that, as I listened to that, is there was the original obedience where God said, "Look, you're going to be able to do this," which is very. When God gives you something like that, it's a it's a scary situation. Like, do I marry? And then He told you that this lady is going to be healed in the wheelchair, and and you didn't even necessarily have the faith at that moment yourself. Which I understand that all too well, because quite often I feel the nudge to oh, pray I for knew. a situation. Because, <laughs> I knew because I've seen His work. I've seen hands come loose when okay. God used my body to pray over them. I've seen people stop smoking when I pray for them, and they smoke stop smoking in in the next month. And they say, every time I smoke a cigarette, it tastes terrible because I spoke the word over them that every there time you, you smoke that cigarette, it's going to taste horrible you gotta, to you. Yeah, you've got a great <laughs> faith. Wonderful. You That's just absolutely. There you go. I you mean, do. you got to believe when he says it. Otherwise, Everybody yeah, out there. That is so you got awesome. to believe. If you believe, and you believe hard enough, I've been healed from so many things, so I have, a, I have an option to believe. But I had... A lot of times when I was walking by faith, I had to crawl from the bathroom back to the bed, but I still believed God was going to heal me. I wasn't going to have that back surgery. And praise God, a week full surgery, I said, I'd already told God for months, if I have to get on that table and get surgery, I know you're going to do it. So okay. either way you go, but I don't want any scars, so can't you do it? And he did. <laughs> and you know what they wrote in the report? I, he, the man left it open for me, the doctor. 
a week before surgery, he was checking me out for the get ready for surgery. And I told him, I'm all better. I'm just a little sore in my knee. And this was a sciatic nerve, contusion yeah, to the sciatic nerve. And I was healed. And that's been over 25 years ago or more. That's awesome, Sheila. No Thank surgery. you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in. And we need to hear your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. When did God tell it to you and you believed? Or as one case, the lady, that was a blessing when she didn't listen. And, and, and there it came and away it goes. Well, you know, Robbie, now listen, one thing about, you know, all car accidents are not a bad thing. I mean, just so nobody gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the voice Speaking of our Christian it. body shop guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to, to get to this book about what, what do we do? The, the weather has come in or, or something situation happens where you find yourself have to be towed. And it's so helpful to have mentally rehearsed. What am I going to do? What should I tell my daughter to do in this situation? And one of the things that comes up almost every time, Jerry, whether the weather's bad or not, is what about the keys? You have to leave the car. What do we do with the keys? Yeah, have figure out somewhere on your vehicle, either you know, the, in the gas tank or somewhere that you can leave the key. Because when you leave a vehicle and it needs to be towed and you do not have the keys, you know, it makes the job that the, the tow technician that comes out, the tow operator for... You know, they've got to do a lot more work and secure the vehicle. If you've got the keys there, it can save a lot of time and, most importantly, a lot of money. Yeah, and that's something. We got a few more tips like that. We got other stories, and we need most of all your story. When did God come through for you? 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Got so much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. Inspired by the last words of Jesus. It's a new CD by Richard Kingsmore, and actually, uh, the book, The Last Words of Jesus, by Stu Epperson, the president of Truth Broadcasting. And we, you heard his feature here a while ago. The book, the CD, all those links are there at ChristianCarGuy.com. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> that was the third um, song on that soundtrack uh, on this CD, Jerry. It's, it's out of this world cool. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Is there a link where you can get that? Or yeah, they go to ChristianCarGuy.com. All right. And, and you can go right there. But today we're talking about when did you believe, step out in faith, and how will that story be written in those books that are opened up in Revelation 20? And in one of the places, as I mentioned in at the beginning of the show in my appraisal by the Real Black Book that I had a chance to believe was I was coming back from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention maybe six years ago. And uh, I felt God tugging on me to start the Jesus Labor of Love, free car repair labor for single moms and widows. And he outlined it to me, actually, as I was listening, that these repair shops would do the labor and then the people could do the parts. And and I was like, God, are you sure these people? You know, it was terrifying because <laughs> all of a sudden, I, I, as I started to think through this ministry, then I had to make those calls to people like Jerry and say, Jerry, would you 
consider mm-hmm. donating the labor if we could start this Jesus Labor Love where people would come into our website where they would ask for the help. And the next thing I know, people like Jerry and car repair centers where we had the Christian Car Guy show playing believed what I said, you know, and God showed me that we could start repairing these cars. Well, it wasn't long. And I was totally overwhelmed with all the stuff that was coming at me. And it was clear that I needed more volunteers. And once again, God said, Robbie, you need to call and ask for help. You need to figure out who God's got volunteer wise. And you got to start, you know, reaching out and doing that. And so I got Vic Hill and other people. God, I put it out on the air that I need volunteers and God provided volunteers. I put it on the air that I needed a prayer team. God provided a prayer team. And then now, Jerry, believe it or not, I think we went over the 400 car mark of cars that we've touched through the Jesus Labor Love. Uh, And I could tell you story after story after story where I had no idea. We didn't have the resources. And we stepped out in faith and God showed up and fixed these cars. Yeah, God certainly showed up. And you know what? That's that's you answering the call and, and hearing God's voice to do it and, and to do it in faith. You know, we, we are so many times in our lives, we have this battle with God where we think we know what God is trying to tell us. You know what? Just listen to what God has to say and just step out in faith. And, you know, th- that need is still as as huge, as big as it oh, ever was. Huge. So if you, you know, repair centers, I mean, I know, I think we talk about Raleigh and Richmond and some of the areas that there's, there, there's huge need there. I need, need folks there. in New York right now. Yeah, and so, so if it's a, you've, maybe you've got some money that you could donate or you're in, you want to volunteer all those things, christiancarguy.com, go to the Jesus Labor Love, find a way to connect. If God's putting that on your heart, you know, be obedient. We have, uh, Michael is in Greensboro. He's got one of those where he stepped out for us. Michael, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning, Robert. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. I'm anxious to hear your story. <laughs> uh, it, it, my story is about my son. Um, in, in 2004, me and my wife were trying to have our third child, and we have two wonderful daughters already at that time. And um, usually they say if you have two of a kind, the third one is going to follow what the first two were. Hmm. In other words, if you have two yeah. sons or two daughters, the third one is going to be that daughter or that son. And so I was praying to God, and I was saying, God, I need a son. <laughs> uh, I cannot take all this estrogen. These women are bossing me around, and I need a son. You know, um, I need someone to carry on my name, my legacy. And so uh, we were praying and praying, and, and we were trying, uh, my wife trying to get pregnant, and Nothing was happening. So um, we were transitioning between churches, and we went to a, a church we had heard about over the radio and really enjoyed this particular pastor. And uh, when we got there, we just had a wonderful time in praise and worship. And we were just praising and worshiping God, and uh, all of a sudden, the gentleman just walked up to us, and he said, y'all are trying to have a baby, right? And it just totally caught us off guard because we didn't know anybody. Nobody knew. And we, we said, yes, we are. And he said, you want a son, don't you? And, and, and I was like, wow, yeah, you know, I, I want a son. And he said, listen, you're going to have a son. And God said, don't worry about anything. He's going to take care of everything. You're not going to have to buy him anything. God is going to take care of everything. And, and surely enough, um, just as he said, uh, God has spoken it to him and he has spoken it to us. Uh, my wife got pregnant. And, and, and the story to that one is that 
she stayed in the hospital. She got pregnant with him, and she couldn't hold any food down. She 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 got down to about ninety nine pounds, and um, she stayed in the hospital about thirty two days. And so I had to uh, be with my two girls. I was doing the hair. I was taking them to work with me. Fortunately, I had a job. I could do that. And I don't know how I made it through that time, but we were praying because she couldn't keep any food down. And we were praying, you know, God, what do we do? And the hospital, they were feeding her through nutrition, through what's called a pick line, a direct line into her blood system. And I went to communion that Sunday. And uh, my pastor, he said, you know, you need to go and have communion with someone that you know that, that needs healing. And so I was going, me and my girls were going home, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, go to the hospital and have communion with your wife. And I said, but God, she can't swallow anything. She can't eat anything. Nothing stays down on her stomach. And he said, go. And so we went to the hospital, and right after we had communion with her, then he told me what needed to be done. And she was taking these two medications at different intervals, but he said, tell her to take them at the same time. And no sooner than he said that, the midwife walked through the door and she said, you know what? I have an idea. Let's combine these two medications at the same time. So once that happened, um, everything was okay. And so now, Michael, I'm just telling you, wow. I mean, this is like a triple wow. Plus, the good news is, Jerry, he's in Greensboro, so we might meet this boy. Because anytime Mm -hmm. there's miraculous births like this in the Bible, there's a certain thing that God has on the young man's life. How old is he now? He's nine years old now. What's his name? His name is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Michael Emmanuel. Well, Michael, you blessed our socks off with that story, my friend. God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That made my day, man. That is so cool. Thank you. God bless you. you. Thanks. We got Alicia is in Virginia. Dimwitty, Virginia. Alicia, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. We don't have a lot of time. Can you do it in about a minute? You ready for me to go right now? You go. Okay. Um, This is back in 1997, May 5th and May 6th. The night of May 5th, which is my birthday, my natural birthday, I had a tunnel vision where I saw the dark tunnel and I saw a light at the end of it. And I thought I was going to die. But what happened was the next morning, my mom actually was in the hospital and she actually died and they had to cold her. So they literally brought her back to life. So it was my mom. But when I heard about the news, I went into shock. And so when I went to sleep that night, um, May 6th, I was holding the Bible, hadn't read the Bible in a long time, and I suddenly woke up and I heard a, a deep voice, and it said, your mama's going to die. I don't know why you're holding that Bible. You don't know anything about that Bible. And I'm telling you that immediately, TV and my television was off. It's Alicia, we, we got to go. Did your mom make it? My mom lived 10 years <laughs> You believed. You believed. God bless you. I hate that we got to run on this show. We had so much more to cover, but God covered what he needed to. How about you this week? What's God going to write in his book about you when you believed and it was credited to you? Do some believing this week. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. <laughs>